traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the Deputy Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm happy to welcome my guest, Tim Lombardo. He's Senior Director for Food Consulting Services at EAS Consulting. He's a widely regarded expert in food safety and microbiology with over 25 years of direct experience leading these programs at a variety of manufacturing facilities. His direct experience includes dairy, infant formula, baked goods, nuts, nut products, fruits, vegetables, meat, poultry, spices, color flavors, and many other ingredients. He's lead instructor through the Food Safety and Preventive Controls Alliance in preventive controls for both human and animal foods. And he's certified in thermal aseptic processing and sterilization through Better Process Control School. Also lead instructor for the HACCP Controls Alliance. You are a very busy guy, Tim. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Perfect. So in addition to everything I mentioned prior, uh, let's hear a little bit more about your background and more about that work you've done before, uh, before moving into working in cannabis. Sure. So, you know, let's go back a, a few years, sometimes more than I like to admit, but after <laughs> college, um, after college, I was commissioned in the military and I spent a few years in the army. Uh, then in and around 1993, I transitioned to the private sector and 
quite literally just stumbled into food manufacturing. I had no idea that it was even a thing at the time. Um, and I've been there ever since. Uh, over the years, uh, my, my food industry career path was fairly traditional, uh, earning promotions, increasing responsibilities, moving from small factories to large factories and smaller staff to larger staff. And oh, about 10 years ago, uh, I became a food safety consultant for an international company. And then in May of this year, I joined EAS Consulting Group as their Senior Director of Consulting Services for Food. Awesome, great. So the company moved into the cannabis space as well. I mean, we have plenty of edibles, candy bars, gummies are one of my favorites. Uh, we definitely have food products um, for both humans and animals as well. We've got some CBD treats in the cabinet here for our dog next time there's a lot of thunder and we're going to see how he likes those. Um, so for you, did you, you know, you said you had no idea you'd get into the food industry however many odd years ago. Now you're moving into adding that cannabis element to it. What was that like for you? Yeah, so um, so in 2012, uh, I started started doing consulting services, and I like you mentioned, I did all types of food: baked goods, fruits, cheese, dairy products, mm, meat, geez. poultry. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? That's what <laughs> <laughs> um, and my specialty was food safety and food microbiological consulting, and around the same time. Uh, in my home state of Colorado, uh, recreational cannabis became legal. And shortly after, after that, uh, cannabis manufacturing labs in Colorado started offering infused foods and beverages, uh, which in Colorado is, is legal, um, as long as it doesn't cross state lines. So as a food safety consultant, I started receiving requests to help these companies, these labs, create a more food safe environment and a more food safe product. Um, and then once the 2018 farm bill became law, uh, that's really when things started to take off on the on the CBD side of food consulting. Um, I started doing a lot of work across the country for hemp based CBD labs. Uh, they were making whether it was making tinctures or making the, the extracts or isolates that were going into a food or a beverage, uh, I really became very involved in that sector of food safety consulting. Excellent, yes. Did you, ha did you have any personal um, worries or were you, were you a little nervous about, because you, you know, you mentioned as long as it doesn't cross state lines, I mean, it's not federally legal. Were you a little nervous about that in any way, or were you excited, or wh where did you fall on that, that spectrum? Yeah, not, not so nervous on the standpoint of, you know, the legality of, of the products moving across state lines. So that, that was, I mean, these are companies that want to stay in business. I mean, so, so they're not going to intentionally um, violate any, any of those laws, the ones I was working with. 
And then, so the, the big concern for me initially was I personally don't, don't consume CBD infused anything. Um, and so it was a little bit of an internal struggle on how do I, do I help? And how does that, how do I, how do I help? And what does that look like? And so at the end of my discussion in my head, it came down to people and pets are consuming these food products and they have to be manufactured safely. And that's what I do on a, uh, in a conventional food manufacturing. Uh, that is my primary focus and that's my passion. And then that just translated to, to the CBD, the cannabis side of infused foods and beverages. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So yeah, here in here in the present modern day, you're you're well into it now and working with these companies that had the foresight to make sure that their facilities were operating safely and that the products that they're putting out are fit for consumption. Um, and I think we we all view the cannabis and CBD and hemp market as a wellness market for sure. So safety for consuming uh, certainly is a priority. So tell me more about what's happening with EAS Consulting and, and their work in this, this sector. Of course. So uh, EAS, I'm the, uh, the Senior Director for Food Consulting Services, and I have access to such a huge number of independent consultants on the food side. So nearly 75 uh, food safety and food manufacturing experts. And and each of these consultants have had a minimum of 25 years or so in their chosen fields. And so these are really uh, highly sought after, uh, highly skilled and highly competent uh, consultants in, in their chosen field. And and when I say chosen field, it's it's whether they're in a, you know, specialize in meats or dairy or fruits and vegetables, uh, but it's all related to food. Uh, our consultants are positioned all across North America and have near unlimited experience in all different types of food products for both human consumption and animal consumption. Um, and so we are uniquely positioned to be able to support um, the CBD industry and, and how uh, it relates to food safety and, and food manufacturing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, you were mentioning cheese earlier, and then I started going down a rabbit hole in my mind about <laughs> odd odd food products you know we, you know there's the candy bars and gummies i'm trying to think of like the you know think products you wouldn't think would be cbd infused or something like cheese or maybe like hot sauce or like are there any like unusual food products that i guess wouldn't come to mind when you think about like oh a cbd or cannabis infused product <laughs> Right. Um, pizza sauce is probably, oh, pizza been, sauce. yeah, right. that, that's that been my favorite so far that <laughs> I've seen out there. Um, but there's the, the little coffee cups that you put in the machine. Um, oh, I've yeah. seen those, those infused, I've seen um, beverages infused. Um, so there's a whole host of different 
products out there other than the traditional chocolates and gummies that are most commonly associated with with uh, CBD. Uh, there's there's a whole lot more out there, and it's it's an ever growing market. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, we definitely have some butter in my fridge. That's uh that's some homemade crock pot butter that that we enjoy and make cookies with. But haven't ventured much further outside of that realm personally. But it's it's interesting to think about though. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's take our uh, first commercial break here, and then we'll come back and chat more with Tim Lombardo of EAS Consulting. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The The Green Green Peak Peak. with Richard Zwicky. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, with the National Cannabis Industry Association. We're talking with Tim Lombardo, a food product safety expert from EAS Consulting. Uh, so let's let's kind of jump into the regulations here at the at the state level uh, versus what we're seeing coming from the FDA. Um, we talk about preparing for federal legalization of cannabis, but when it comes to the hemp derived CBD market, it's already getting some attention from the FDA. What are we seeing there, Tim? Sure. Um... So the key, the key in this whole conversation is the 2018 Farm Bill as it relates to hemp-derived CBD. So this law did several things. One, it created a definition for hemp. Um, it excluded hemp from Controlled Substance Act uh, and it separated it from, from marijuana. So hemp is now considered not a controlled sump- substance. Uh, and then it established a system for the states to regulate and monitor hemp cultivation. Um, At the same time, the Farm Bill did not legalize the use of CBD as a food ingredient, either Mm -hmm. for human consumption or animal consumption. Right. And I think there's an important point to to clarify or to uh, fully, fully understand. And the FDA's position uh, is because specifically that there are a number of FDA-approved drugs which contain CBD, and so when you have uh, an approved drug, according to the Food and Drug Cosmetic Act, it is illegal to introduce that drug ingredient into the food supply, and so it's because of that law that. Uh, CBD-infused foods is considered illegal by the FDA and they're thus uh, adulterated uh, is because it's considered an approved drug under certain circumstances. And so uh, there cannot be that, that 
movement of a drug into the food supply. So unless that changes or until that changes um, with the FDA, uh, foods will be considered adulterated if they have added CBD into it. So really the movement is then going to be at the state level. Man, it is so confusing. I know. Wow. So yeah, I'm definitely seeing CBD infused everything these days. Just add CBD to it. I was at the salon recently and I can get CBD lotion added on for when I get a massage. Um, so the infused market of topicals is, is already hitting salons and pharmacies like CVS and Whole Foods and Target, right? Right, exactly. And, you know, the topical applications of CBD, a um, little bit different than, than food, beverages, um, but definitely this, this uh, increase of, of what we're seeing across these traditional um, stores, brick and mortar stores, uh, is directly a result of the, the 2018 Farm Bill. And so there's, there's been a number uh, of hemp farmers and processors, hemp processors, that number has increased exponentially across, across the United States and across North America. And so these products, these topicals are certainly becoming more mainstream. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think um, it, it became very popular among those who have like arthritis or joint pain uh, among that demographic for sure. So that's interesting as well. I'm still trying to get my parents to try it out, but we'll see. Uh, but, you know, we can get CBD added to our food and beverages. Um, I think there's a coffee shop or two in Denver. Uh, you know, they'll charge you five bucks, but they'll add some CBD to your coffee. And so this is all hemp-derived CBD. So it's really not being regulated the same way as the THC-based cannabis slash marijuana products. Let's talk more about how that lives at the state level. Sure, and, and every state is different. So for each of the oh, 50 yeah. states, there's, there's 50 different regulations and variations of regulations. And so... Um, it's, it's really difficult to understand, you know, a single, a single regulation because there isn't one. Um, so because of each individual state's regulation, some, some allow the addition of CBD to foods and beverages and others do not. Uh, some states separate where that, that CBD is derived. Some states only allow for hemp CBD to be added to food and beverages while Others make no distinction between the THC-based cannabis and hemp CBD. And so, every, again, every state is so different. Um, and for those states that do allow the infusion of, of CBD into the food and beverages, as long as that food or beverage is manufactured and sold within that state, then FDA jurisdiction is very limited. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's interesting to note that, that there's the hemp-derived CBD, but CBD is also offered on the, you know, licensed cannabis market as well. You know, one of the gummy products that I buy, you can get a couple of different ratios of THC to CBD. You can get a 20 to 1 CBD to THC or a 1 to 1. I think those are really nice as well, but that is a, a can't, you know, dispensary 
or licensed operator originating CBD versus, um, you know, the other hemp derived as well. And, you know, I was also at a, a cannabis industry event recently, believe it or not, it was small, it was outdoor mostly, it was cool. Uh, there were samples of dog treats infused with CBD, we love our pups. Um, it's popular for pet owners, for sure. I know tons of people who use, use these products for their pets and the 4th of July earlier this summer was, was pretty intense. So uh, the loud fireworks can, can be tough on our pets. So there's this other food sector here that's pretty significant um, for dog owners like us. Exactly. I mean, I have, I have four dogs. And uh, yeah. luckily, none of them are, are barking right now at the time of this recording. So, but the, the pet supplements and the treats for, for our, our pups, uh, the ones that contain CBD, certainly is a fast-growing, emerging food sector. And many pet owners, you know, they, they may not ever consume CBD-infused foods but they feel that it's a benefit for their pets, exactly as you described, 4th of July, all the noise, thunderstorms in the summer, uh, that, that's, that's a way for them to get some relief. And again, those pet owners may not consume themselves, but they feel that CBD-infused supplements or pet treats uh, are certainly a benefit for their animals. I think the important thing though, whether it's human food or pet foods, uh, at the end of the day, as long as it's legal to do so in your state to manufacture uh, a food or beverage with, with added CBD, um, it's really important that we do it in a manner that, that the conventional food industry has to follow. And that's to produce a product that is safe and that will not cause any kind of foodborne illness, whether for the human or for the, the uh, animals in our lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and one thing I briefly want to bring up is, you know, the, of course, there's the food product manufacturing side, doing the correct things while you're making the product. Um, the, the legal cannabis industry, the dispensary side, there is a lot of requirements for laboratory testing of these, of these products for sure. Um, you know, whether it's just flour or, or an edible product or, or, or um, an extraction. Um, so I, I know the, it's going to be similar where it's state by state as well, but is, can you briefly talk about maybe some laboratory testing differences or requirements that are in place for hemp derived CBD products? Yeah, of course. And then, so the, the biggest uh, factor is the level of THC. So it has to be less than 0 0.3 um, THC in the, in the CBD. And so hemp derived CBD is more prone to having the lower level uh, less than that limit. And so in order to be legally sold as uh, hemp, it has to have a CBD uh, level, or I'm sorry, THC level of less than 0 0.3. Mm -hmm. There's lots right. of there's lots of testing requirements from from the the growing side, you know, the hemp itself. There's some some testing that we would do to ensure that safety level, and then when you get to the extraction isolation step, uh, additional testing, and then even mm -hmm. more testing once it's in the infused food state. 
Yep. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Let's take our last commercial break and then we'll come back and wrap up our chat here with Tim from EAS Consulting. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Been chatting here with Tim Lombardo from EAS Consulting about food safety in the cannabis industry and specifically hemp-derived CBD products as well. And just to kind of touch on what we were talking about before about our pets, because I just love dogs. And, you know, NCIA is a very dog friendly office. I think if all the dogs are there and maybe some guest dogs, there's five or six or seven dogs in the office and it can get a little wild, but we love our pets. Um, And we all joke as well about at our trade shows, one of these days, we, we really want to get some puppy breaks. Uh, so we talk about having an area with somehow an excuse to bring dogs, right? So maybe a puppy petting area or an adoption event or something so we can have our cannabis and canines or puffs and pooches, or I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the marketing is going to be like, but uh, it's, it's a love, fun idea to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love those slogans. Yeah. Yep. We'll work on it. Uh, we'll work on that, but um, we are hosting some trade shows this fall. We'll be in Detroit, Michigan, right around the corner here, September 22nd and 23rd at our Midwest Cannabis Business Conference. That's MidwestCannabisBusinessConference.com for tickets. If you're an NCIA member, you get discounted tickets, if not free, if you're one of our higher level membership packages. Uh, We'll also be hosting our seventh annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. That's our big show. That's in San Francisco at the Moscone Center in December, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. And we're also doing that CannaVest investor forum during that as part of the conference as well. So head to cannabisbusinesssummit.com to learn about that. And of course, there's information about all of these conferences, topics, blogs from NCIA members, past episodes of our podcasts, as well as our other podcast, the Cannabis Minority Report, focusing on social equity and diversity issues. All that's on our website, the Cannabis Industry org. So Tim, do you think you're going to make it to the trade shows and do some socially distanced expo floor wandering this fall? I would certainly hope so. Yes. <laughs> great. Great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, hope everyone's getting vaccinated. Hope everyone's uh, staying safe out there for sure. But we're looking forward to getting back to the trade show floor and seeing all of our members and 
getting getting back to our education and and getting more of the industry involved in our advocacy as well as there's quite a number of bills and movement in Congress at the federal level. Of course, the CAOA is, is the newest bill uh, that was introduced on the Senate side that's pretty exciting, the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act. Have you uh, done a little reading on that yet, Tim? Just in the initial phases, yeah. For sure. Uh, our yeah. DC team, our, our lobbyists in DC, Michael Correa and Michelle Rutter Freeberg are probably still going through that very, very thick hundred something page summary <laughs> with their highlighter pens. Uh, so yeah, we're definitely taking a deep dive into that. Uh, and of course, uh, it's it's been collecting public comments uh, up until September 1st. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that draft bill uh, moves along as well. All right, well, we are getting to the end of our episode here, Tim, but uh, thanks for joining us on the yeah, show today. It's Yeah, it's good to learn more about what's happening on the hemp-derived CBD side of things, which is, is its own little niche, its own little world, a little bit separate from the THC regulated markets. But um, any, any last thoughts here about uh, the future of the CBD hemp-derived market? Um, yeah, I think FDA will continue to uh, enforce uh, the labeling. So there's one thing we didn't discuss was the, the labeling laws and making sure that the CBD infused products are not making any unsubstantiated claims. So I think they'll continue to, in, to investigate and enforce that piece of, of the regulation. Uh, beyond that, I don't see any change uh, for the next year or so uh, as it relates to the infusion of CBD, the, the acceptance of CBD as an ingredient. Um, I don't think that FDA position will change. I think a lot of the shift, a lot of the motion will be at the state level. And I think they'll be at a state level, uh, increasingly regulatory oversight of the manufacturers uh, side of the of the CBD industry. So the the companies that manufacture infuse foods and beverages, I think at a state level, they will start to see some increased regulatory oversights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that packaging and labeling aspect is certainly uh, an important one as well. All right, well, we have run out of time today, but thanks for joining us. Uh, where can our listeners find out more about the work you do at EAS Consulting? Certainly, they can email me directly, tlombardo at easconsultinggroup.com or www.easconsultinggroup.com as well as our website. Excellent. Well, thanks again. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Follow us on all those platforms that carry podcasts and stay tuned for our next episodes. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.